I'm going to swipe left on Brian. I think it's a good idea to swipe left on him. Oh. Whoa, you super like I him. didn't mean to. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't mean to you do should, that. That's how you found your husband. That's how you found him. Hey, I'm Jane Marie, and this is the premiere of season two of DTR. We're thrilled to be back. And this season, we're doing something really exciting. So earlier this year, we asked DTR listeners to write in and tell us if they'd want me to take over their Tinders and swipe for them. Almost 600 people wrote in. 600. Totally willing to put their love lives in our hands. We whittled it down to six daters, logged into their Tinder accounts, matched them with strangers, and sent them out on dates. And we recorded everything. I love your earrings, by the way. I keep looking at them. They're very good. Are those actual teeth? Are those? They're my teeth. They're your teeth. That's amazing. They're my wisdom teeth. Okay. They live right there. Now they live right there. I don't think I'm going to do you see across the bar and you like just go approach like this dude's hot as shit like I'm a slow burn like a motherfucker like, you gotta grow on somebody <laughs> yeah it's like like I'm kind of like a fungus is all I'm saying like and then you can't get rid of me well do you mind if I get your phone number of course you may so what happens from here we say goodbye oh okay had a good time I did too yeah I'll text you we spent months talking to people about dating and finding love and something that really stood out to me is that no one feels like they know what they're doing but Everyone has really strong convictions about how dating should work. So it's like, if you know how it should work, why isn't it working for you? Like, there's this one theory we heard about. It's called the secretary problem. The secretary problem is a statistics thing, but we heard about it in the context of dating. You want to choose the best, uh, I guess, secretary, and you know that you're going to like be interviewing like 100 candidates or something. Right. And, and the rules are that once you've rejected one, and moved on to interview the next, uh, yeah, they're, they're gone forever. So your goal is to maximize your chances of getting the absolute best uh, of the hundred. This is Chris. Chris is an economist, and we were talking to Chris about his last relationship when he brought up the secretary problem. Because the solution to the secretary problem, says Chris, could also be a solution to the love problem. Interview 10 and then you know, no matter how good they are, reject them all. Okay. I take the first one that's better than all 10. Oh, like, okay, so you interview 10, and then as soon as you find one that was better than all 10 of those, you stop interviewing? Or in this case, I guess, stop dating, and that's the one you should date? Yeah, exactly, and, and take that one. So you just outright decide that there's no way you're going to hire or date the first batch of applicants. No matter how great they are, they're dead to you. The first bunch are just research. And then you stop when you found someone better than anyone in that first group. You can just stop without fear of missing out because you've already done all of your homework. It's efficient. The secretary problem is a way of adding an organizing principle to the super confusing world of dating. But it's also not at all romantic. It's calculated and devoid of all humanity. There must be better ways to approach dating, right? This season, we tried to find those better ways. And by we, I mean me and my celebrity pals in Hollywood. I invited them to help me help our daters. We'll have Jason Mansukis, comedian Patty Harrison, and Aparna Nancharla, hi, hi, hi. who's in the studio with me you here today great. to help me take over our very first Tinder account. Yeah, I'm Aparna Nancharla. I'm a comedian based in New York City. Aparna's being modest. She's been on Conan. She wrote for Late Night with Seth Meyers. 
She's the voice of Hollyhock on the Netflix show Bojack Horseman. Here she is in Master of None, playing the Romaniac, a rambly undercover ramen noodle blogger, on an awkward first date with Aziz Ansari's character. Sorry I had to cancel on Sunday. I had to tune in for that WWE SummerSlam pay-per-view you watch. Uh, no, I missed it. How was it? Amazing. Dean Ambrose wrestled Samoa Joe for the WWE Championship, and Samoa Joe was about to hit him with the muscle buster, but then Ambrose put him into a cross-faced chicken wing, then Samoa Joe reversed into a submission finisher, the Kakina Clutch. Okay, I, I'm not sure I follow, but that sounds entertaining. I wanted Aparna to help me take over a very perplexing Tinder profile, but first we talked a little about her. So can you tell me about your recent dating history? Are you single? No, I actually, and this sounds like I'm just promoting (laughs) the branded (laughs) podcast, but I just celebrated a one-year anniversary and we met on Tinder. (gasps) Oh, that's wonderful. (laughs) Oh, that's so nice. And he's the only date I went on off the app. Okay, tell me how that happened. So you're tindering along, mm-hmm. and you see this man. I wouldn't say I was picky about swiping, right? Like, if it was anyone that I was like, oh, I wouldn't mind having a conversation with you in a bar, I generally swiped right. Mm-hmm. And then we matched from that. And then one date, and that was it. You knew we would sneak at least one Tinder success story into this season. And who knows? There might be more. Okay, time to bring Carrie, our first dater, into the studio with Aparna and I. Hello. This is my first time listening to myself, and it sounds so weird. Carrie is a bundle of contradictions. She's a nerd. She's a party girl. She's a workaholic. Can you describe yourself physically? I am 5'3". I think I have an athletic build. I have really, like, muscular legs. And I have... Blonde hair now, actually. I'm a blonde Asian. I think I'm pretty average, like, proportion-wise. Like, no huge head or anything like that. (laughs) Uh, That's the nice way of saying I've got it going on. Carrie is 24, and she just moved to New York from Arkansas. She's been here less than a year. And one thing to know about Carrie is that she loves her job. I sell bidets and... I clean I clean asses, essentially. I'm helping people have clean cleaner buttholes. And so I talk about poop, and I talk about butts. Butt hygiene. Butt hygiene. Butt stuff. Every, all, all things butt. I think all things butt is a website. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> I'm sure it is. I should have put that in my bio. So Carrie's been dating a lot in New York. She goes on like two or three dates a week. And when we talked to her, she'd just been taken for a bit of a ride by a seemingly earnest 40-year-old douchebag. one she did not meet on Tinder. It turns out that he was dating multiple women, and I swear to God, this was like John Tucker Must Die, where I was reached out to by another girl that he was dating. What? And she she sent me like a a screenshot of another girl at his house, but he was telling everyone that he was exclusive with everyone, and this girl was like, "Um, don't tell him I told you yet. I want you guys to meet up so I can like come in and like, Tell him off. What? And just like, yeah, it was like a movie. I swear to God. And also they were all Asian. And so that was fucking weird. Ugh, the Asian fetish thing. Oh, so gross. Oh, I know. Aparna, have you ever had to deal with that? I don't think South Asian women get it as badly. 
really? as East Asian women. I think they do, but it, I think East Asian women, it's more prevalent. Mm. The first time I had sex with my first husband, right afterwards, he said, you know what I really want? An Indian girl. Oh, boy. Then I married him. <laughs> <gasps> that's like, that's like, what type of cuisine are you craving? I feel like I could really go for Indian girls. Okay, so Carrie, you're straight. What are you looking for besides a human male? I'm looking for someone that matches my energy. I really like guys with dark hair. I like great eyes because eyes, as you get older, those things don't change. You can still, you know, that's like one feature that stays the same forever. So wise. So thoughtful. I actually saw that on a meme or something. No, I saw that on Instagram, but I, I agreed with it. Would you be okay with meeting the person you're going to marry right now? Whoa. Uh, yes. And I, wow, I'm shocked wow. that I actually said that. Wow, those were two. I was shocked that you asked that question, and I'm shocked at my answer. But yes. All right, so before Aparna and I could start swiping on dudes for Carrie, we had a little business to take care of when it came to Carrie's profile. Welcome to my Tinder account. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Let's see. Brooklyn, startup life, hot sauce addict, gin cocktails. I can't help but dance to great music. Love that EDM. Oh, my God. When you read it out loud, it sounds so lame. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to make a profile. (laughs) Should I change anything? Does it seem like I'm too crazy? It seems, I mean, okay, to be perfectly honest, yeah, these are like, you're a party girl. It looks like you're going to have all the cocaine Can I give you a tip? Okay, I do need to give you a tip. Yeah, I need help. According to the experts at Tinder, who I interviewed last season, um, Mm. you're supposed to have your main photo be one where you're facing the camera and smiling without glasses on. (laughs) Do you have a photo like that where you're facing the camera, smiling without glasses? I bet I do. I bet I do. (laughs) Okay, let's start swiping. Are you ready to do this for Carrie? I'm excited to do it for someone else. (laughs) Oh, wow. If he got a haircut, he wouldn't be bad. He looks like the early photos of some artist who later makes it. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like Slash. Yeah, he does. I'm going to say yes on him. Whatever. Yes. Sure. Great. Oh, it's a match. Our Whoa, very first one. Our very first good, one. Good start. Oh, this man, <laughs> what is that man is holding a sword in the dark. <laughs> oh, that is, come on. This guy loves weed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And you can only see one of his eyes. One eyeball, part of a hand. Oh, this guy looks like a character that Casey Affleck would play in a Boston crime movie. I know. Or or it seems like he's about to be like, girl, I want to send you this from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> from the bottom of my heart, girl. <laughs> Who's in the backseat? I know. So, I know. Is that his lift passenger? All right. Now we've got Jason. Whoa. Jason says he will totally rock your world. Whoa. 
What does that? Oh, or barring that, he'll buy you tacos. Okay. All right. We'll give Jason a try. I'm going to swipe left on Brian. I think it's a good idea to swipe left on him. Oh, Whoa, you super like I him. didn't mean to. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't mean to you do should, that. That's how you found your husband. That's how you found him. That's the story you get to tell everybody. That my thumb slipped? Yeah. <laughs> and then Carrie got married to what's-his-face? What's-his-face? What's-his-name? All right, now here we have Chippy. What, first of all? Chippy. Chippy. <laughs> Let's see. He does seem like your type, maybe. Oh, he's been to Rome. That is good. Okay, we'll do. We'll go right on chi- good old Chippy. I can't imagine waking up next to a Chippy. He did say Kesha's new album is fire. He did? Yeah. <laughs> Coming up after the break, Carrie goes on dates and lets us record them. And things get interesting. Your whole life is in between your legs, and it's just like... Your whole life is in between your legs? Yeah. That's a good line. You have to use that. Ugh, bad pickup lines and more. That's after the break. Okay, so we're back. We set Carrie up on two dates from the profiles we'd chosen. First up... Jason. Hi, I'm Carrie. Hi, Jason. Jason, nice to meet you. Jason was the guy who, quote, wants to rock your world. I assume he means in bed. Or buy you tacos. They meet at a bar in Brooklyn. Carrie looks great in a blue and white striped jumpsuit. Jason's wearing a tailored button-down shirt. And right away, they get on a subject that Jason is very passionate about. Yeah, I tend to drive or motorcycle about the city. So I Whoa, don't motorcycle. take the train very much. Yes. I, daredevil. I'm, Jesus. It's very, so scary. It I, is very dumb and very scary. There's no justifiable way to... Uh, well, it, anything that dangerous has to be hellaciously fun. <laughs> it's the one vice. I'm like a safety freak and super not cool in any other regard, but the, that's my one vice. Is it, Jason? Please, do go on. A $10,000 motorcycle is faster. You'd have to spend a million dollars on a car to have the equivalent accelerative potential. And on. So just like, and instead of being like in a comfortable thing where you're sitting and have air conditioning and it's quiet, your whole life is in between your legs and it's just like... Your whole life is in between your legs? Yeah. That's a good line. You have to say... And on. (laughs) That's why I like it though, because it shuts your brain off. Like I tend to ruminate and, and think about things a lot. And on the motorcycle, like you just have to be paying a shitload of attention to not kill yourself. Yeah. So, uh, especially in the city. But it's a little bit more comfortable to ride. There is a date like this happening somewhere in America right now. Every 30 seconds, a man yammers on about himself on a date without asking any questions. I just made that up, but I bet it's true. If you don't know this type, it's worth asking yourself if you are this type. Is this you? Maybe he was just nervous, but Jason was definitely this kind of guy, at least on this date with Carrie. This conversation about motorcycles was unstoppable. So I guess it's really hard to tell, but um, if you see how, like, in this whole area, there's not, like, much fairing. I don't know what fairings are. Everything that's white is considered the motorcycle's body, so everything that's green and white. 
fairing? No. And then this happened. My dream is to retire into politics. I do want to be president. I believe I have a possibility. I believe there's a chance. That's just what gets me through life. I don't think I'm going to become president, but I have to like believe there's a chance I have something to work towards. But that's my goal. President Jason, remember that name. So that's pretty much how it went. This is Carrie right after the date talking to our producer. That fucking sucked. I literally know everything about him. And he doesn't know anything about me. And here's Jason after the date talking to another producer. So one thing I got to ask, do you know what she does for work? She's in finance. Uh, Nope. As everyone remembers, Carrie is not in finance. She's in toilets. But Jason wouldn't know that because he didn't really ask. No, I don't know exactly what she does. I didn't ask as much about her as I should because I was very, in something I'm aware of in hindsight. Um, And I thought about it once or twice. We got distracted talking about all these things. To me, like, I don't really, it's, uh, sure, it'd be nice to know what she does, but to me, what she's passionate about, which did come clear, is is much more important. Which is what? I almost never ask anybody what they do because who gives a shit? It doesn't define you. I've traveled a lot, and in Europe, it's, like, rude to ask somebody what they do for work outside of a work environment. Okay, so back in the studio, Aparna and I listened to the tape of this date, and we had so many questions. Carrie, did you feel like you learned about motorcycles, or were you just trying to throw them a bone? Or were you genuinely interested in what fairing is? When you're in a pretty bad day you it's like the quickest way to pass the time (laughs) right 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 and i actually only just realized that (laughs) i was talking to a friend about first dates and she was like yeah whenever i already know i don't like someone i just you know i like get them to talk about themselves so carrie during that um part about fairing whatever the fuck that is was he actually showing you his motorcycle did like did he take you outside or something or was he just showing you pictures on his phone what was happening there he pulled up a picture on google of a motorcycle and started pointing to things (laughs) (laughs) i forgot how bad it was (laughs) no date number two for jason sorry jason president jason but on next week's episode we're actually bringing jason back We're going to try to figure out why he blew it so hard and see if maybe, just maybe, we can rehabilitate him. Okay, on to the next guy for Carrie, Chippy. Remember good old Chip? He's been to Rome and thinks Kesha's latest album is the fire emoji. Hi, I'm Carrie. Carrie? Chip. Chip, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Where'd you move from? Guess. You won't guess it, but I just, this is just, you only only have to do one. Really? God, I'm flattered. No, I'm from Arkansas. Whoa. I know. (laughs) Chip is blown away that she's from Arkansas. Some people really don't, though. Carrie and Chip met at a bar in Brooklyn, an unassuming whiskey bar with a quiet backyard and a grilled cheese menu. This is a few days after that Jason date. And right away, you can tell this one sounds so different. You're welcome. You were late today. I'm late to most things. I was actually early to this. Not characteristic. Um, Okay, I was worried. I was like, dang it, he's too on time. Fuck, I'm always late. No, I'm so happy when a date's late. (laughs) No, because I know I'm going to be late in the future. So if it ever works out, (laughs) early on, I need to know that they're a late person. And Chip is asking her questions. He asked her what she does for a living. This is one that like clips onto any standard toilet. 
and it basically just gives you a little butt shower every time you take a shit. So you're convincing everyone in America to have a cleaner butt. Anyway, oh, you wanna go back inside? Cheers. Cheers. To, uh... To new adventures. <laughs> Doing things you've never done before. The conversation was a back and forth. They covered all the normal stuff people talk about on first dates. They talked about hobbies. You do marathons? Yeah. Holy shit. And, I've only and, done a half. You've done a half? Yeah, I've done two halves. Better than most people. They talked about shitty dates they'd gone on, including Carrie's date with Jason. Horrible. Really, really bad. It's like you've definitely outdone him by a lot. That's all I'm going for. <laughs> no, 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 no. But seriously, yeah, I think you're great. Thank you. You're not so bad yourself. Aw, not so bad yourself. Good old Chippy. Okay, so this seemed like a really good date. But did Carrie have a good time? This is her right after the date. This is the first good date that I've had in a while. And he doesn't seem like he's dating like a million other nope. women. Uh, I would like to go on another date. <laughs> I don't know if you feel the same way, but... So, we asked him. So I'd say nine out of 10. There's no reason why it wasn't a 10 out of 10, but just like being optimistic about who knows where. <laughs> excellent, it was excellent, yeah. Back in the studio, we listened to all that with Aparna and Carrie. That's a guy you would vote for for president. Yeah. You know what I mean? Good old Chippy. President Chip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Chip would never say that out loud. No. He wouldn't say, I'm going to be president. Ugh. I think the date with Chippy stood out because it didn't feel like work, even to a listener, mm-hmm. which I think is what makes a date good or not. Also, you were giggling the whole time. Uh, it was just so nice to hear. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, did you guys kiss? No. I, I, I didn't know what to do at the end of the first day, and so I just, I literally said out loud, I'm going to give you a hug now. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you get his digits? Yeah, he immediately made another plan. He said, hey, what are you doing on Friday? Yes. Whoa, that's great. That's a really good sign. At the end of a first date. Yeah. Happened to me one time. I know. <laughs> I remember it so clearly. Never happens. <laughs> That's so nice. Yay, we got a second date. But a good first date really ups the ante on the second one. Next time on DTR, Carrie and Chip go out again. Will the chemistry last, or was it just a fluke? I'm really excited to see him, because last time we met up on a Sunday where clearly we had to get up and go to work the next day, and so tonight we can stay out later. There's no, like, deadline. It's Friday night! Plus, President Jason returns, and we get inside his head. For me, uh, why ask many follow-up questions if you're completely disinterested. That's the only thing that I find confusing about it. What do you? What is she supposed to do? Just be quiet? You misread <laughs> I, politeness for genuine absolutely. enthusiasm. I, mis- okay. I misread politeness apparently a lot. That's next time on DTR. DTR is a branded podcast from Tinder and Gimlet Creative. This episode was produced by me, Jane Marie, Matt Schultz, 
Caitlin Bogucki, Julia Botero, and Garrett Crow, with help from Rachel Ward, Rachel Jacobs, Carrie Ann Thomas, and Ben Kiebrick. Nicole Wong is our senior producer. Nazanin Rafsanjani is our creative director. Zach Schmidt mixed this episode, an additional production by Little Everywhere. Thanks to all of you for tuning in to our season premiere. Tell your friends to check us out. You can find us literally anywhere you listen to podcasts or go to dtrshow.com. And special thanks to the 600 plus people who volunteered to be on this season. It was so awesome to hear from you. So thank you. I'm Jane Marie. Thanks for listening. Bye.